Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. This is Tuesday within the octave of Easter. For us as Catholics, Easter is such a powerful, powerful moment and event in human history that it takes us eight days to take it all in. So as Catholics, we just don't celebrate it on Easter Sunday. It's an eight-day celebration. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Here's a verse I'd like to share with you. It's... uh, Psalm 33, the the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Upright is the word of the Lord, and all his works are trustworthy. He loves justice and right. Of the kindness of the Lord, the earth is full. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Paul, are you there with me, my friend? Are you on duty? Okay, we're waiting for Paul to come in. Two, uh, two topics I want to talk about today is Rome cancels anti-Muslim papal bulls as un-Catholic. That's the first thing I want to talk about. Then the next thing we want to talk about is um, Ontario funeral business dissolves the dead, drains liquid into sewer system, and wants to turn bodies into fertilizer. You're not going to believe what we're about to share with you, but this is why we need an Easter faith, because... Ultimately, we realize that life is short and eternity is forever. Because of Easter Sunday and the octave of Easter, uh, life life has a purpose now. Without Jesus and Easter Sunday, life has no purpose. But because Man. of the resurrection, life is worth living and death is conquerable. Paul, are you 10-8, my friend? 10-8, brother. Okay, let's talk about Rome cancels anti-Muslim papal bull as un-Catholic. Let's share this, uh, and then we'll make some comments. The Vatican, now when we say the Vatican, we're talking about Pope Francis. Let's just, let's just be honest here. I know people on, on the articles, they don't want to say that. They'll just say the Vatican. It's Pope Francis, okay? The buck stops with him. Amen. The Vatican has abrogated three papal bulls, claiming that the documents are offensive to indigenous peoples and have never been, and have never been considered expressions of the Catholic faith. Uh, <clears throat> yes, they were, but uh, we'll continue. So, which are the papal bulls that have been uh, nixed, as they say? Have they, have they been, uh, they've been uh, outed? Pope Nicholas V, the bulls called dumb diverses in 1452, Romanus Pontifex in 1455, and Inter Cetera in 1493, contains the basis for the doctrine of discovery, which according to the Vatican, is not part of the teaching of the Catholic Church. So let me make a comment here. So, Pope Francis has just corrected a deceased Pope who lived 500 years ago. So my question is, Paul, what do you think? Will a future Pope correct this Pope? (laughs) I mean, since he's in the practice of correcting prior Popes, I'm just wondering if he's going to be corrected in the future. I would say, you betcha. That's what I would say. (laughs) That's what I would say. And I would say, that's my prayer. (laughs) You know, Jess. Yeah. um, This is, you know, we've seen this kind of thing before. 
and 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 you kind of see it from the left in our country when they try to um, scrutinize what maybe George Washington would have done back at the onset of the country, and they try to somehow mentally transport him into a man of today, and they judge his actions by what they deem acceptable today. And I, and I stress what they deem acceptable yeah. today. And so uh, I, I, you, I, I believe this is the same basic uh, type of a thing. Yeah, Pope Benedict XVI calls this false archaeologism, false mm. false archaeologism, which means, like you said, um, it it means uh, cherry picking something from the past and then trying to read it with 21st century lenses and understanding and then criticizing it because it doesn't meet a 21st century standard. No, you must read all documents in the context and in the culture and in the time that they were written. If Amen. you don't do that, if you don't do that, you're going to misunderstand the documents that you read. Again, yes. Pope Penn, he calls that false archaeologism, where you take something yeah. from the past and you read it with 21st century understanding and bifocals. That's not the way you read it. Paul, you yeah. want to take that chapter, a cultural imperialism? Sure. And just before I jump into that, it reminds me of what you told me a long time ago. You know, typically how a Protestant approaches the scripture, he'll pull a verse from here and he'll pull a verse from there. And essentially, these verses are out of their context with nothing to reference it. It's called and deconstructionism. Much, it's called deconstructionism. Yes, and that's what the yes. modernists are doing with papal bulls now. The modernists mm -hmm. right now are deconstructing past papal teachings. Amen. Yeah. Cultural imperialism. The church acknowledges that these papal bulls did not adequately reflect the equality, the equal dignity and rights of indigenous peoples. The, the dicasteries for culture and education and for promoting integral human development said in a joint statement published Thursday. The Vatican dicasteries quoted Pope Francis' words endorsing the repeal of the bulls. Never again can the Christian community allow itself to be infected, infected by the idea that one culture is superior to others or that it is legitimate to employ ways of coercing others. Since the magisterium upholds the respect due to every human being, the Catholic Church therefore repudiates those concepts that fail to recognize the in inherent human rights of indigenous peoples, including what has become known as the legal and political doctrine of discovery. The, the Vatican statement categorically declared <clears throat> the bull's contents were manipulated for political purposes by competing colonial powers in order to justify immoral acts against indigenous peoples that were carried out at times without opposition from ecclesiastical authorities, the statement added. Uh, but top Islamic scholars told church militant <laughs> that the Vatican had annulled the bulls, not so much because of their purported relationship to colonialism and slavery, but because the documents were offensive to Islam and an obstacle 
to ongoing dialogue. Jess, I just want to stop right there and, and make a comment, and then I'll give it to you. But um, I think this imam was right on point there. And I think that when we look at the Abrahamic center that is composed of a, I believe it's a Catholic church. I mean, there's not a lot to indicate that it is a Catholic church, but a Jewish synagogue, a Catholic church, and and um, uh, Islamic um, mosque. Mosque, thank you. Together, again, we've talked about this on uh, you know before. This attempt to try to uh, reach out to the sons of Adam uh, uh, and take them as they are, without bringing them and and, and proclaiming the excellencies of the gospel of Christ. Um, it, it's it, it's it's just wrong. And, and, you know, and so once they get on that trajectory, uh, you know, again, um, Christ no longer becomes the center of the universe. He no longer becomes the center of society. He becomes uh, uh, a way, you know, a way we can approach God. Uh, and we might even say the best way. But in reality, uh, you know, the message that's going out is, but there are many paths that lead to the same road. Yeah, uh, even the New Catechism, it says that the Catholic Church was was given to us by God to reunite the scattered families of Adam and Eve under the kingship of Christ. Thank you. Under the kingship of Christ. That's yeah, what we that, want that, to hear. That's church teaching. That's church mm -hmm. teaching. Anything else from that is so, uh, somebody's opinion. Mm -hmm. And so are we appeasing Islam? That's the question. By the way, a papal bull, all it means is a public, uh, papal, uh, pap uh, it's a public pa uh, letter from the Pope, a public decree from the Pope. Uh, that's what a papal bull means. So the revocation of these bulls is likely the result of Francis' ongoing dialogue with the grand imam of Al-Hazar Ahmed Al-Tayeb. Robert Spencer, <clears throat> an Islamic scholar and an author of the Politically Incorrect Guide to Islam and the Crusades, he said the following quote, that dialogue only resumed after Al-Tayeb broke it off during the papacy of Pope Benedict XVI. When Francis agreed not to criticize Islam or speak out against Muslim persecution of Christians, Al-Tayeb, meanwhile, made no similar concessions. The dialogue is entirely one-sided. Robert Spencer, by the way, Robert Spencer is the greatest Catholic apologist to Islam in the world. They say There's just nobody even close to this guy. If you want to know anything about Islam, you go to Robert Spencer. Uh, the Robert Spencer says the public repudiation of these long forgotten documents is intended to buttress the Pope's efforts to engage Islamic groups in this dialogue, which results only in the issuance of soothing falsehoods and will not prevent a single Christian from Muslim persecution, said Robert Spencer. Mm. <laughs> Quote, he also says, <clears throat> by spinning and condemning these bulls as xenophobic calls to justify slavery, it seems that the Vatican is really, as usual, trying to appease Islam in keeping with Pope Francis and Grand, Grand Imam El-Tayyib's rapprochement, which continues to be the one way, according to his Islamic historian Raymond Ibrahim. We'll continue talking about this. <clears throat> you got two uh, heavyweights weighing in. Ibrahim and Spencer. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Now, 
Back to yep. you, Jesus nine one one. If this call is not an emergency, dial eight 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 five two six two one five one. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. We're talking about uh, the, an article is called Rome Cancels Anti-Muslim Papal Bulls as Uncatholic. Uh, no, they just have to be read in the historical context and what they were written. They're not uncatholic. They're written by popes during the time that the Catholics were being attacked by Islamic invaders. The article says, Modern day Isla- Islamophiles have sought to represent these as wars of conquest and colonization but top Islamic scholars told Church Militant that the Vatican had annulled the bulls, not so much because of their purported relationship to colonialism and slavery, but because the documents were offensive to Islam and an obstacle to ongoing dialogue. Okay, I think I, we already had shared that. Uh, yeah, let me jump the last paragraph here. It is often forgotten that these Muslim lands were Christians centuries before Islam invaded. <laughs> yeah, for example... In the book of Revelation chapter 1, John the Apostle, he writes to the seven churches in Asia Minor. Guess what, Catholics? All those churches in Asia Minor at the time of John, they were all having a mass. They all Mm -hmm. had bishops. They were all Catholic. Guess what? Right now, all the seven churches in the book of Revelation in Asia Minor, guess what, Catholics? They're all owned and run and governed by Islam. If you go to Mass there, it's going to be in somebody's backyard or in a cave or in somebody's living room. It's not going to be in public. And so at the risk of your own life. (laughs) Yeah. So when you stop evangelizing, that's what happens. The vacuum when when Catholics stop evangelizing and saving souls and bringing people under the kingship and lordship of Jesus Christ, you leave a vacuum for false religions. And that's exactly what's happened to the seven churches mentioned right now in the book of Revelation. Paul, you want to take the next paragraph? Just wars. Yes. Um. Just wars. Just wars. It says, yeah, I'll, I'll start. It says, Ibrahim, author of Sword and Scimitar, 14 centuries of war between Islam and the West, explained. Are you there? It says, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. pick it up. Doom de Versas. Doom de Versas was issued the same year, 1452, that Sultan Muhammad, uh, uh, the, Muhammad II laid siege to Constantinople, leading to its brutal fall in 1453. At the same time, Muslims from North Africa were terrorizing the Iberian Peninsula and the broader Mediterranean uh, through constant and devastating slave raids. Thus, whether Christendom's furthest east Constantinople or west Iberia, Muslims were massacring and enslaving countless Christians. Um, uh, Ibrahim said that the bulls were designed to inspire Europeans to rise up and defend Christendom against Muslims, to restrain the savage excesses of the Saracens and of Muslim, other infidels. They're Muslims. That's an yes. ancient word for Muslim Saracens. Yes, yes. And of other infidels, enemies of the Christian name. To quote from Romanus Pontifex, because some of these bulls deal with Christians invading and seeking to conquer North Africa, modern-day Islamophobes, uh, Islamophiles, have sought to present these as wars of conquest and colonization. The historian and expert in the Crusades noted, 
Let me just make a comment, Paul, before you continue yeah. on, on Ib- Raymond, Raymond Ibrahim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Vatican right now is reading these papal bulls. They're not reading them in the context of the times that they were written in. This is called yeah. false archaeologism, as, yeah. as Pope Benedict XVI taught us. Papal bulls are part of the tradition of Christianity. They must yes. be understood. They must be read at the time they were written and understood at the time that they were written. Yes. To yes. have con- to right now to have contempt right now in 2023 for past papal writings, C.S. Lewis would call this con- chronological snobbery, which means yeah. having contempt for past writings and past history and believing that modern is always better. Go ahead, Paul. Well, well, not only that, Jess, let's take a look at the ancient world. You know, we know that the Catholic Church essentially uh, established Christian, I mean, uh, established uh, civilization, essentially, in the Western world. And so at the time, yep. uh, 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 the Muslims who came about in the sixth century, uh, when they... Uh, when they rose to power, they were a scourge on civilization. And these Catholic civilizations, these these Catholic states were invaded and Catholics were being killed. So these popal bulls, essentially, don't forget, Rome is also uh, uh, a, a government. It's its own country in a sense. So this is yeah, like an is, executive right. order. It's from the smallest the country in the world, the Vatican. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's it's an executive order saying this is how we're going to deal with this. This is how we're going to fight this that this evil that's happening here and now. And yeah. every every people, you know, we have a right to defend ourselves. And so 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 to look back and somehow cast that in a light of oh, uh, you guys are were anti-indigenous by doing that is it's it's the most it's the one of the gravest injustices I've ever heard. Let me mention something that Catholics were engaged in a holy war during the Crusades against Islamic invaders. Get that Islamic invaders. These were just wars. Now, it doesn't mean that individual Catholic soldiers were not doing things that were egregious. Obviously, in war, not you're going to have point, soldiers right? that, yeah, that's you're going to have people do bad things in war. But the war itself against Islam, the Crusades, was a just war because the sole aim of the Crusades was primarily to reconquer Christian lands that were stolen by Muslim invaders, starting with Jerusalem. And it was it was Muslim aggression known as jihad in the Quran, which precipitated a response from the Catholic Church. And let's not forget, Catholics believe in conquering the world through evangelism, not war. But during the Middle Ages, we were forced into war or we would have been annihilated entirely, Paul. Go ahead, pick it up. Abraham continues. Yeah, it is often forgotten that these Muslim lands were Christian. Centuries before Islam invaded and conquered them in the 7th century. The popes were well aware of this. And as such, these expeditions were seen as just wars, both to quell Muslim aggression, but also to return North Africa and the Middle East to Christendom, including by liberating the indigenous Christians, who in the 15th century were experiencing especially severe bouts of persecution, for example, under Egypt's Mamluk dynasty. Uh, uh, In fact, all three bulls are mentioned together in, uh, okay, so so we're going to go to enemies of the cross, Jess, pick yes, it up from there. Jump. Okay, so Islamists have always been enemies of the cross. Let's, let's uh, not uh, 
sugarcoat this. <laughs> the Doom Diversus of 1452, this papal bull, authorized the king of Portugal, Portugal to attack, conquer, and subdue not only Muslims, but also pagans and other unbelievers and to seize their goods and territories, transferring them to his own possession, the book notes. In its Latin text, Romanus Pontifex encourages Catholic kings and princes to not only repress the ferocity of the Saracens, Muslims, and other infidel and, and the other infidel enemies of the Christians, but also conquer their kingdoms and places, even if they exist in very distant and unknown parts from us, for the defense and increase of the Catholic faith. The bull in Turkatari is a historic remnant with no juridical, moral, or doctrinal value. The bull condemns, quote, the perfidious enemies of the cross, especially the Muslims and all the other infidels, close quote, and orders the excommunication of those who send Muslims, quote, weapons and other things prohibited by law, close quote. If authorized, King Alphonsus of Alfonso of Portugal to, to, quote, invade, conquer, defeat, and subjugate all Saracens and pagans and other enemies of the cross and to enslave their personal their, their persons perpetually and seize their, pro, their, their possessions for profit, close quote. Now, like Paul said earlier, in order for you to understand these papal bulls in the Middle Ages, you must understand that the Catholic Church is a country. It's not only the religion of Christ. It's also the smallest country in the world, according to Guinea's Book of World Records. So you're going to see religious decrees coming out from the Vatican and from popes, but you're also going to see practical decrees uh, uh, during a time of war, time of invasion, time of attack from, from bull, and, and that's the context of these papal bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it goes on to say, Pope Nicholas V ends the bull with a warning that no one, quote, may infringe or rashly contradict his decree, but if anyone does attempt this, let him know that he will incur the, in, the indignation of Almighty God and his blessed apostles Peter and Paul, close quote. In mm. Doom Diversus, Nicholas V commends Alfonso for intending, quote, to subjugate the enemies of Christ, that is, the Muslims, and bring them back to the faith of Christ with a mighty hand. Hey, kind of sounds to me like St. Francis of Assisi. <clears throat> Noting that the authority of the apostolic see supports you in this, close quote. In Doom Diversus, it ends with a similar proscription. It says, it is therefore permissible for man, for no man, excuse me, no man to diminish this page of our concession, reparation, will, indult, and decree, or oppose it with rash initiative. If anyone dares to attack her, let him know that he is about to incur the wrath of Almighty God and the blessed apostles Peter and Paul. Enter Catera both confirmed the terms of Romanus Pontifex and specified that the spiritual juris- jurisdiction of the regions conquered was to lie with the order of Christ. The successors to the Knights Templar in Portugal uh, and the Holy See confirms that Intercatera has already been has already been abrogated. It says, quote, mm-hmm. these bulls with their statements about how important it is to resist the efforts of Islam to conquer and subjugate Christians embarrasses Pope Francis in today's Vatican. Robert Spencer, Catholic apologist, said, lamenting how the Pope is wholeheartedly committed to the fond and false notion that dialogue with Islam will will blunt and possibly even extinguish the jihad imperative. Paula, I just, just want to say this, that as Catholics, uh, M- Muslims, have they have this one goal. It's called uh, Dar Islam, which mm-hmm. means the Muslims, it, 
the the Muslims they believe that their concept of of, of Dar al Islam is that the whole world must be Islam. Islam has this view that there's that there's two factions in the world. They call it Dar al Harb and Dar al Islam. The yeah. first is is the House of War. That's us. If you're a non-Muslim, you're part of the House of War. We're called Dar al Harb. And then if you're part of the true religion, according to them, you're part of Dar al-Islam. So they believe, Islam teaches that the world is divided into two houses, us, the house of war, and they're, they're the house of peace. Their mission is to subjugate through war, through jihad, and make us submit to the house of Islam, every single person on earth. And they don't believe doing it through reasonable conversations and reasonable dialogue. They believe that you do this through holy war. Well, you know what, Jess, uh, as I listen to what you're saying about these uh, people who believe this, I kind of admire their zeal in the sense that yes. yeah. uh, you, well, we'll pick it up on the other side of the break and yeah. we'll, we'll talk about this. Yes. Got it. Jesus 911, two-man call. We're talking about uh, the current Vatican, Pope Francis and, his, uh, and, and uh, the Vatican Curia is uh, canceling some papal bulls in the Middle Ages. We'll continue. Uh, we have some parting comments. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Uh, we want to finish off this topic on Islam, then I'm going to have my engineer put on a video, something that's going to shock you yeah. about what's happening over in Canada. But I, I want to make some parting comments about this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, the fact that we are canceling, uh, Pope Francis is canceling the statements of, of popes back in the Middle Ages. During the time of the Crusades, uh, these these popes at the time of the Crusades, they knew a lot better than we do. What I see here, Paul, is that modernist and modernism has utter contempt for the past. Anything before 1965, we don't want nothing to do with this. But uh, yeah, but uh, I'll say something about Islam. These yeah. guys are, they're fooling, I'm telling you, Paul, they're fooling Pope Francis. Yeah. I'll tell no, you why. Well, that's what I was, yeah, my thoughts just before we went on the break. Yeah. Um, what I was saying is I admire their zeal. Now, I'm not talking about I admire the fact that they want to kill people, you know, convert or die. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. But they have an understanding that there's only one truth. Yes. There is do. only one truth. Yeah. And if there is one truth, and obviously there is one God, then all our rights and everything else are given to us by the one God under the one truth. And so when you have different ideas out there, it's important to uh, establish and, and, you know, what that truth is. And we in the Catholic Church understand and believe that truth to be none other than uh, a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so I don't admire their their tactics and their ways, Obviously. but but their but their zeal, you know, for the truth, you know, is something that uh, you know that I think that we can uh, look at in in almost a little jealousy in a sense, yeah. you know, just yeah. <laughs> a little holy jealousy there, Paul. Yeah. I also have to admire the Catholic men in the Middle Ages 
uh, uh, people don't realize that this was volunteer Catholic army of men. Yep. Volunteer, not yep. funded by the church. They were called the Holy League, but they were so in love with Christ, the liturgy, the sacraments, and the one true faith that they gave themselves as a volunteer army called the Holy League to fight and defend Holy Mother Church physically. Now, don't get me wrong. Bad things happen in war, and, bad, and, and it sometimes it brings out the, the worst in men. But, in, but the wars themselves, they were just wars. It was yeah. done for the preservation and the restoration of Christianity. Here's the last thing I want to say about Islam before we go to another, another topic that's as disturbing. Paul, to me, Islam, the Islamic religion is a Trojan horse. And, and, and here's where they're fooling Pope Francis and fooling a lot of modernist Catholics. And what do I mean by that? And I say this respectfully. Islam is much more than a religion, Paul. In its fullest form, Islam is a complete, total, 100% system of life. Why, what I mean by that? Islam has a religious component. It has a legal component called Sharia law. It has a political component. It has an economic component, uh, oil. It has a social component. It has a military component. And so in my estimation, the religious component is a deception and a pretense for all the other components, Paul. What say you? Yeah, and, and I'll just wrap it up, Jess, and I'll say this whole, you know, it's like law enforcement. Uh, let, me, let me draw an analogy here. In law enforcement, you know, uh, we know, society knows we need law enforcement. And yet there are times when, like we used to say, just people tarnish the badge, right? Yeah. When, yeah. when officers do things that are just... Uh, uh, you know, make us all look bad, but no one would ever say, well, except people on the left, you know, which was defund the police and let's, you know, let's totally restructure the whole thing. But we all know that it's necessary. Likewise, you know, there are such a, there is such a thing as a just war. And in these instances, the, uh, you know, uh, the Catholic church had every right to defend themselves against these invaders and, uh, you know, uh, even Jesus in, in, in the gospel, in the gospel of Luke talks about, uh, you know, if those who don't have a sword, sell your cloak and get a sword mm -hmm. because there's a time, sometime, and like you said, just war is messy. Uh, just like sometimes law enforcement work is messy, but it is necessary. And we're not trying to excuse anything that might happen, the atrocities that might happen through it. But as we are here in church militant, as we are surrounded by sin, sometimes things happen that aren't ideal. And I'm not saying that what the Catholic response was not ideal, but I'm just saying if there were individuals who did things that uh, somehow uh, were un-Catholic, well, yeah, you know, obviously those things are wrong and you deal with that in confession. But uh, to sit there and just in one fell swoop, uh, try to pass judgment, uh, you know, on a former pope, when we know sacred scripture tells us clearly that in latter times, men will not endure sound doctrine. And so we have the unsound trying to pass judgment on a time when things were pretty sound as far as the faith is concerned. Yeah. Paul, in the Old Testament, you have a history of the Jews, the Israelites defending themselves and not sometimes even going positively on, on, on the march, on the offense. It's called harem warfare. Yep. And it was done. There was a constant reframing in the Old Testament that, that goes like this. It goes... Uh, it says, uh, 
dispel the evil in your midst or, or you know, expel the evil from your midst. It's a constant verse found in the Old Testament that was given to the Israelites to, to continue expanding uh, the promised land and to, and to ferret and route all the enemies of God away from the promised land. It was, it, that verse, if you look at, if you type it in, you'll find it, it comes over and over again. It says, uh, dispel the evil in your midst. Paul, I want to talk about another topic uh, that's a little bit north of us over in Ontario, Canada. What, what Canada has just lost their mind. I want you to listen to a six-minute video on what's happening in Ontario about uh, this funeral business that's dissolving the dead, draining them into liquid, into sewer systems. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? Mr. Hilton, what kind of reaction are you getting in Smith Falls to your service that uh, dissolves the dead? Uh, very good uh, reaction. Emails and uh, and stuff, uh, even on Facebook, is uh, uh, definitely a lot of interest. Uh, people are very interested in the system. <laughs> are you getting clients? Uh, well, yes. Yeah. yeah, it grows every month. Yeah, Jess. Well, what do people uh, say to you when they come and they want to they want uh, to they wanna take advantage of, of this green this, cremation, this as it's world. called? It's what do they say are the reasons? By, uh, uh, environment is a big thing for people yeah, nowadays. The their interest is just uh, how the system actually works and uh, it's does not, it. Not for it's us. hard to yes, uh, it's to see how the system actually works using all the natural product out of the out of the ground. And then, of course, when you go into and explain it out to families, uh, their interests are even higher. Tell us how this process works, then. Yeah, this process is uh, is all natural, so it's the exact same way as being uh, if you were buried in the ground. Uh, I use the same nutrients out of the ground. I use potash, salt, and water, um, but I use the purity out of the ground. So instead of uh, your earth burial that would take you know ten to fifteen years to uh, to start to decay your body. I do it in a quicker process because I'm using the purity out of the ground. So it takes between an hour and a half and two hours to disintegrate your body to a skeleton. And then, of course, uh, after that is done, uh, we remove you out of the... Uh, we don't use a casket or anything. So it's a, it's a stainless steel, a basket that we actually put you in. It just looks like a casket to contain your body in the, in the system. Okay, so if, if you disintegrate my body, like, what does it look like after you've done that? Your full body skeleton uh, would be there. The rest of your body, you're about, uh, you know, 85-90% water, so uh, it doesn't take very long to disintegrate the rest of you back to liquid. The byproduct afterwards, it looks like a, a weak coffee color. There's no, uh, there's no smell off of it. And if you did put it in a cup and spray some water into it, it would foam up because uh, it's, it's a soap. The end product is a soap. Um, and then what's take place there is uh, my system kills all infected diseases and all medications and drugs goes through a sterilizing cycle, and then it goes through two filter systems, and then it's entered into the, the town sewage. And then it goes down the, the down the sewage pipe into the sewage plant, and, of course, they treat it just like they treat everything else at the sewage plant, and then it's released after that. Um, my product is, uh, is actually safer than uh, what actually comes out of hospitals because my system kills everything before I release it. Uh, it's a high-concentrated fertilizer, my end product, actually. And I would like to see, you know, eventually uh, to use some of this product and uh, some of our uh, naturally growth uh, crops and stuff around uh, around the country. Okay, so have any farmers bought into the idea of using the waste of not, body? Not yet. There's been a few inquiries about it. Uh, it has never been passed in the, on the Ontario side yet. Uh, I will eventually branch off into that and uh, do some testing with the environment to see why it cannot be used. And at that state, then, if it was going to be used, uh, that would be an option for the family to sign and release uh, uh, our permission to release uh, the influence afterwards. 
uh, to be used for that, uh, which I think some families would be uh, for it, especially, uh, you know, farm families and environment people would probably be uh, forward to, to use something like this that would be all natural uh, process. Yeah, you're calling this aqua green, but I mean, you'd have to use some chemicals in turning the body into liquid. So I, I, aren't some that there, there's these solutions you're using, are they not... Uh, Dangerous for the the sewage system. <laughs> the only solutions that I actually use is all the purity of the ground. I use potash, salt, and water. Uh, potash is mined out of the the ground in Saskatchewan, and of course uh, the salt also. So it's actually the purity out of the ground. They actually take it right out of the ground. But even good things in concentrations are problems. So if everybody was doing this and everybody was being washed down the sewer, would that really cause the same? Would it really have very little environmental effect? Uh, it would be no environmental effect on it because it's, uh, there's nothing harmful about it. Um, it's, uh, it's the same product that is uh, found that we scrub our body with. It's in soap products, it's in uh, women's makeup, it's all in kinds of different products, uh, the potash is. So there's nothing, uh, you know, if you combine it all together, um, it would be nothing harmful done about it. Um, uh, for going into one sewage uh, plant, uh, I don't think you would ever do any damage to it. It actually helps the sewage plant out, actually, because it's, a, it's a not only environment and it's not only a fertilizer, but it's a cleaning agent also. It, now, the, the, the remains that are turned back to the families if they want them would be what's left of the bones, right? Yeah, it's actually, uh, you'll get anywhere from between 20 and 25% more of your loved one back this way compared to flame base. Because flame base burns off the small bone fragments, and of course we don't use any source of heat, so uh, you get more of your loved one back um, this way than you would with flame base cremation. Yeah, your family's been in this business. What does what does okay. your father think of? That's a wrap. Uh, we'll uh, well, pick it up on the next. We'll pick it up on the next segment. We'll talk about this Ontario funeral business. It dissolves the dead, drains liquid into the sewer system. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. You just listened to a, a, an audio of a conversation with an Ontario, an Ontario Canada funeral businessman who's admitting that they dissolve dead bodies, they drain their liquids into a sewer system. Talk about the culture of death gone wild. So this body, they, they dissolve human bodies, dead bodies, and, uh, and, and they wash the remains down the drain. Uh, it was a 6 minute, 20 second video. You can watch it just by going to our, our, our show page. And if you want to hear the whole thing again, I, I know this is shocking. So this Ontario funeral business that dissolves the dead, drains liquid into sewer system. As consumers look for environmentally friendly ways to make final arrangements for themselves and their loved ones, this one Ontario funeral company is offering an alternative they say is safe, clean, and green. Dissolution. The process uses an alkaline solution to dissolve human remains and then drains the affluence into a municipal sewer system. Dale, Holt, Dale Hilton is from a family of funeral home operators in Smith, in Smith Falls, Ontario. And uh, you, you heard part of the conversation in this video as he was being interviewed by Carol Off. Paul, this, is, this goes to show you 
when, as, as St. Paul says in the book of Romans chapter 1, when you stop worshiping God, you start, you start worshiping the created order. What's the created order? The environment. We have earth worshipers now, and because it's a religion now to these worth, earth worshipers, they want to make sure that they, uh, they, they uh, uh, leave the earth as undisturbed and as clean as possible by dissolving human remains and turning them into liquid and putting them down a sewer system. Talk about unbecoming uh, for a Catholic Christian because Christ not only died for your soul, he died for your body as well. That's right, Jess. You know as well as I know that the Catholic Church has always held that the body is sacred. Why? Because we believe in the resurrection. Uh, you know, um, just this, like you said, this whole green agenda, this, uh, 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 it, it really, uh, it's, it's disturbing. Because, it's a religion. Yeah, it's, it's a definite religion. You know, uh, they already do this with, 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 with uh, animals. They, they liquefy them and they make fertilizer out of them, Just, But did you know they also make uh, uh, pet food out of it, dog food and so forth, they, out of roadkill and, and, and the euthanized animals? They actually literally make pet food. Uh, they they take the they extract they get the protein and they and they and you know and they redistribute it as as dog food. Now, it's not a a stretch to believe that uh, at some point they're going to say, "Hey, we're letting all that protein go to waste. Let's recycle it." You know, these human bodies. I'm not kidding you. We're just one, you know, uh, 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 crazy idea away from such nonsense. Paul, there's already some pretty good well-written articles from uh from from trusted sources that state that that uh aborted babies are being used in uh in medication and we also know that there was a big uproar over uh, uh aborted fetal stem cells being used yeah. for the jab and yeah. so uh, this reminds me paul when we were young there was a movie that came out back in 1966 it was called Soylent Green. Yeah. And, and remember that movie, it, it revolved around the issue of overpopulation back in yeah. 1966. And so what happened is humans were made into food in this factory called Soylent Green, and they were eaten, and this was kept a secret. And I think the secret was broken by a New York detective or something like that in the, in the movie. So this is Soylent Green Paul coming to life. And as no I doubt. said, there's also several well-documented articles stating that aborted babies are used as ingredients in several foods. Right. And, 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 and like you always bring out, Jess, this is satanically inspired. Yes. Yes. Why? Because, the, you know, uh, Satan hates uh, men. And I'm talking about mankind here, not just yeah. men, but men and women. Why? Because we bear the Imago Dei. So he will humiliate and sink man down to the lowest of lows just to put that in God's face as to say something like, you see your man now? Look at him now. You know what I mean? And uh, But don't worry. His day's coming, uh, Amen. Jess. Amen, brother. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yes, we're, we're, we're all like John the Baptist being thrown in jail, and we're all yelling to King Herod, you know what? <laughs> Put 
repent, repent and believe in the gospel or you're going to die and feel the fires of hell. Yeah, we're just going to feel some pain for a while being locked up. But you, Herod, and the Herods of this world, you're going to feel the fire of eternal hell if you don't repent. So we're calling you to repentance. Paul, here's what the woke left wants to do. They want to create the perfect place on planet Earth. They call that a utopia. Well, guess what? There is no perfect place on planet Earth because we're all sinners. The perfect place is called heaven. That's Mm -hmm. the utopia. Only God can give us a utopia. Man can't do that. And so what happens when the woke left through, you know, science and, and politics and human engineering, when they try to give us a utopia, you know what they give us instead? They give us a dystopia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah, and instead of order, we get disorder. Disorder, get, that's the point, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we get yeah. chaos, and that's what you see. <laughs> you know, mankind just, he wants the kingdom without the king. That's he it. Wants pa- yeah, he wants paradise, uh, you know, but he doesn't want it on God's terms. He wants to create his own paradise, but his own paradise is a living hell. You know, they used to say, uh, I used to say to people, hey, how you doing? And they'd say, live in the dream. And I'd say, well, as long as your dream doesn't become my nightmare, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like that. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Let, let me let me define dystopia. Some people say, what's that? <laughs> dystopia dictionary dot com. It says. An imagined world or society in which people lead wretched, check that off, dehumanized, check that off, fearful lives, any any place where people are unhappy, check that off, usually afraid, check that off, treated unfairly, check that off, um, society characterized by human misery, check that off, filth, check that off, oppression, check that off, disease, check that off. That's dystopia. Paul, that's what the woke left has created in America. Yeah, and you know, Jess, sacred scripture tells us that sin, and when people uh, continue in unrepentant sin, it actually darkens the intellect. Yes. And so all of these ideas are as a result of darkened intellects. People who have uh, rejected God and his goodness and therefore, after a while, God turns them over to their a depraved mind, i.e. Satan. Amen. Today's reading at, at the Novus Ordo Mass, it, it really talks about today's topic. St. Peter gave the first, the first homily in Acts chapter 2, verse 36. St. Peter says, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every mm-hmm. one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is made to you and And to your your children, children. and to all those far off whom the Lord our God will call. And check out what he says next. He testified with many other arguments and was exhorting them. Here's what St. Peter said. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. I'm going to repeat that again. Mm Words of the first pope. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Save uh-huh. yourselves from this corrupt generation. Close yes. quote. Yes. The Bible says Say- those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 persons were added that day. Amen. The Bible says, come out from amongst them. Be ye separate. That's what we have to be. You know, we have to understand that our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Uh, just like our, you know, uh, you know, first and foremost, our, our priests, 
that uh, you know um, that 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 bring us Christ on our on the altars that represent our Lord to us. They are not of this world. We are of God. Our citizenship is not of this world. We are aliens. We are far in a far. We are ambassadors in a foreign uh, um, uh, land. Amen. You know, yep. as uh, 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 George Orwell once said, the, and this is what we do in our program every time we get together. George Orwell once said, quote, we have now sunk to a depth at which restatement of the obvious is the first duty of intelligent men. That's all mm-hmm. we do on Jesus 911 is we restate the obvious. You can call Paul and myself, you know, Sergeant Obvious and Lieutenant Obvious. That's all we do is restate <laughs> the obvious, which comes from the word of God. And, uh, and, and if you think about that, some people say, wow, you guys put out some good information. Well, guess what? In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> and Paul and me, we it. got one eye, but it, we live amongst a lot of blind people. So we sound yeah. like, wow, these guys are yeah. really wise men. No, we're stating the obvious, which yeah. comes from the word of God. Yeah, but the discernment exactly comes from God. You see that if the Bible says that in Christ, I mean, as, as long as we are in a state of grace and connected yes. to Christ, we have been given the mind of Christ. See, we're part of the body, which Christ is our head. Therefore, uh, seemingly we're smarter than the average bear, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but we're not, it's, it's the wisdom of Christ. Uh, Christ is, you know, er, you know, everything, uh, comes from Christ, Uh, you know, you know, with him, in him and through him, you know, that's right. Romans 11, Mm -hmm. 36. Yes. Hey, Catholics. So what do we do? A couple of action items. Well, no matter what happens, trust God. And, uh, especially, uh, seek the recourse of the Blessed Mother. Call the Blessed Mother in the Rosary every single day. Remember, in Lepanto in 1571, when the Muslims were attacking Europe, the odds were against us as Catholics. And I bet, you know, if Vegas would have been around back then, they would have taken they would have taken that bet off the board. They would have said, these Catholics are going to get wiped out. But guess what? Those Catholics back then prayed the Rosary, and Mary gave them the victory. And guess what? Our Lady can take care of our problems today. Pray the rosary every single day. This is a really good time for us to be here. We're on the winning side. God is not dead. He's not even tired. (laughs) And we have a 12-star general looking out for us. (laughs) That's right. Hey, that's a wrap. Jesus 911. We're EOW. End of watch up next. Gary Machuda. Up next, you'll hear more from the big guy coming to you from the Midwest Command Center with hands-on apologetics. As for us, we are out. Catholics. Wake up. Don't hit the snooze button. Jesus is coming back one day. Open your eyes and open your hearts. See you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith.